from the world famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it? Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Happy tournament time, everyone. I'm sure as most of you are uh, digesting today's Black and Blue Report, games are underway. Hopefully your bracket is intact, but it is, uh, it is a holiday for many of us who love of course, the uh, squeak of the sneakers and the ball going through the hoop. So it is a fun time of year. First day of spring, and we turn the page uh, on the seasons with regard to the uh, start of the NCAA tournament. So that'll be a lot of fun. We're going to talk a little bit about that today here on the podcast for Pelicans and Saints fans as Mark Spears from Yahoo Sports will join us. It's less about who do you think is going to win and who should you have in your bracket and who's pulling the upset, but more from an NBA angle as we will uh, ask Mark Spears uh, for a list of players to watch during the tournament and how that will translate to possibly an NBA career for those young men. So uh, that's one way to watch the tournament, certainly, as your bracket goes into the round file. So keep that in mind today. Mark Spears with us on the program. Pelicans lose a tough one last night, and it was going to be tough, we knew, without Anthony Davis. He was uh, scratched due to illness last night. Pelicans uh, lose the final game of the six-game homestand to the Raptors 107-100. We'll uh, break down that game a bit more as the Pelicans now get set for a road game tomorrow against Atlanta. And then later on in the show, here we go, um, more from the world of wrestling. Uh, Daniel Salerson uh, in Studio B with us here on Airline Drive today. Uh, who'd you talk to this time, Daniel? Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. Yes, a third-generation wrestler. His father was Mr. Perfect. Uh, in the WWE Hall of Fame, and so uh, he'll be participating in WrestleMania. So uh, it was a good conversation. He's also a big football fan. Okay. So okay. he he's big fantasy football, two time champion in the WWE uh, league. So uh, a lot of trash talking going on. Did you learn anything really cool? Um. Well, just he just is big fan of football. Just big Minnesota Vikings fan. He also said he's a big Saints fan. Uh-huh. Um. He got a little. He started talking about the Saints a little bit in their moves. I didn't go into it a little bit, mm. but. Uh, he said one player he was disappointed that he's gone, but uh, other than that, yeah, just he's very excited for uh, WrestleMania and uh, yeah. You've uh, you've interviewed now like three or four of these guys. Uh, d- does this grow your excitement about WrestleMania 30? Because I know you're into this a little bit. See, I don't really watch it as much, but I'm I'm kind of in tune by who they are and stuff, so it, it does get me pretty excited. It's the Super Bowl of wrestling, and so if you're gonna go see it once, you might as well see it while it's here. All right, so Curtis Axel a little bit later here yes. on Black and Blue Report. And your bracket's turned in, by the way? Yes, and so far it's still perfect, so I'm very excited about okay. that. Okay, all right. <laughs> I did not fill one out. You didn't want to go for that billion dollars? I, I just, I, I was busy. The odds are in your favor. They are, huh? Not really. Nine. 9.2 quintillion to one that you fill out a perfect bracket. And it would take that long to fill out all those brackets if you did the different combinations, too. So. Good luck with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying that. I'm, I'm like you. I'm a one-bracket kind of guy. I might mm-hmm. enter different pools, right. but I keep the same one in there because okay. it just gets confusing. I just didn't do one this year. I've been busy. It's okay. I'm I, busy. I forgive you. So, all right, I'll regret it later today when all the games are going on and I'm 
but you know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with what we're doing today on the show, and that's I'm watching guys. I'm gonna watch the games, enjoy the games, see if there's a cool upset. But I'm watching guys that I may have to cover in the league, and yeah. so that's why we're having Mark Spears on today. And the best part about these two days is there's 16 games on Thursday and Friday, so those these are the two best days of the tournament. Yes, I only to be interrupted today by my travel to Atlanta. And work gets in the way. That's what. Well, that, that, well that's not going to stop many people today. No. I will say that. My TV's on already. Right. Uh, the only other thing on our minds today is, of course, the Monty Williams Show, which is yours tonight at 8 Central on our flagship station, the New Orleans Pelicans Radio Network. That's 105.3 WWL-FM. I'll visit with Monty Williams today, and you'll hear that uh, tonight if you miss the uh, real-time live radio broadcast uh, encore performance of the Monty Williams interview on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. Michael Wallace from ESPN.com tomorrow on Black and Blue Report, and um, we're efforting Zach Streif for tomorrow's program as well. So that's that's tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. All right, back to the Pelicans and Raptors from last night. Uh, Twenty-six to fifteen, fourth quarter in favor of Toronto proved to be the difference uh, again without Anthony Davis in the ball game. The Pelicans were going to be up against it a bit against the uh, first place Raptors out of the Atlantic Division. Uh, quickly, uh, here's a highlight pack of how we called it on the radio last night to give you a bit of a picture on how the ball game progressed. Here's Aminu catching wide open on the left side of the lane. Hasbrook catches up to him. Aminu dribbles around him and hooks it home with the right hand. Chief off the bench with nine. And it's 50 to 36. This is the largest lead of the game for New Orleans. Here is DeRozan. Top of the arc, dribbles right of the key, draws Rivers on the switch. Trying to get a foul, spin, shoots at the horn and hit. 16 footers straight away. DeMar DeRozan knocks it down. 15 for DeRozan in the half. And after leading by 14 in this quarter, the Pelicans go to the locker room only up one. Pelicans by four, underneath three minutes left in the quarter. Up ahead to Evans. Evans chased by Lowry, has to spin, put his back to him to keep the ball in his possession. Now drives, angle right to the rack, lays it up, high off the glass and in. Tyreek Evans has 15. Hansbrough slides away, they space the floor with five to shoot. Amir Johnson up high to screen. Vasquez hits him on a roll. Johnson down the lane, scoops, scores. Did he beat the shot clock? I thought that was in his hand. I thought that was on his hand. I thought so too, there's no review or indication as such. Count it, 94-94 is the result. Johnson hands it off to DeRozan from the left wing. Drives to the lane, leaves it for Vasquez. Wing right, missed a three, got his own rebound, attacks the rim, reverse layup, good, and one. So the Pelicans fall to the Toronto Raptors. We'll get some post-game reaction from the locker room and wrap up our coverage of that game here on the Black and Blue Report after our first break. As one Entergy customer to another, I have a tip for you. Download the free Entergy app. If my power goes out, I check the app. The outage maps let me know what's happening and when to expect my lights back on. It also makes it easy to pay my bill and manage my account, all right from my smartphone. Download the app today or visit EntergyApp.com for more information. Giving me control in the palm of my hand? That's the power of people. Entergy. 
There's no better time to join your Pelicans as we take flight. All-star Anthony Davis is taking his team to the next level, and the Pelicans are soaring to new heights. 2014-15 season tickets are on sale now and start at less than $300, with lower bowl options as low as $37 per game. Season ticket benefits include the best seat locations, discounts on concessions, and much more. Take flight with the Pelicans. For more info, call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com today. This is Pelicans guard Anthony Morrow, and you're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Our show continues from Studio B here on Airline Drive. The Black and Blue Reports, yours on this Thursday, tournament day. And uh, game's already underway. Hope you're enjoying all the basketball today. Uh, speaking of basketball, let's continue our conversation about uh, Pelicans and Raptors from last night. John DeShazer went into the locker room after the ball game to get some reaction from the guys as the Pelicans fell by seven. John first visited with Brian Roberts, who finished with 11 points last night on 4 of 10 shooting. I felt like, uh, you know, if we could have got some some rebounds, we could have done a better we could have done a better job, you know, what I'm saying executing. We robbed four consecutive games. You guys hadn't been able to finish the way you want to. Is it getting, you know, tougher? I guess as the season goes along, is this just a byproduct of a younger team trying to trying to figure it out and grow up? Um. I mean, you can look at it like that, but, um, you know, we're just trying to go out and compete. And, uh, you know, things don't go our way some games, and some games it does. And, uh, you know, tonight we just didn't do the things necessary to get a win. That's the bottom line. It doesn't matter what, how old you are or, or whatever at this point in the season, you know, that's, that's just not, you know, acceptable. So um, we got to get ready for this weekend, two big games, and, uh, you know, just come ready. Speaking of this weekend, you guys go from one tough guard matchup tonight, obviously DeRozan and Lowry, to another Jeff Teague and Atlanta. Just your thoughts on playing the Hawks? Uh, it's a big game. They're going to have motivation. Uh, we got them here, uh, you know, a while back. So, um, you know, we got to come ready to play and uh, figure out a way to, to play and play hard for 40 minutes and, and just execute our game plan. Also in the locker room, willing to speak about the game last night with JD was Anthony Morrow. Morrow was a part of a big bench attack. Three guys in double figures off the Pelicans bench. They really destroyed the Raptors bench. Uh, but Vasquez's nine points in the fourth quarter sticks out probably most uh, when you're talking about bench play from last night. Nonetheless, here's J.D. with Anthony Morrow following the loss last night. In the last four games, you guys hadn't been able to close out the way you want to. Is that just a byproduct of a team trying to grow up some? Uh, just trying to find a way to get over the hump, man. You know, for whatever reason it is, um, just got to understand the moment. You know, it's not – every game's not the same. But uh, big win last last game against Boston. But we figured it out. This game we didn't figure it out. But uh, they had a lot of offensive rebounds. So just understanding that moment and what's beating us at the time, we just got to figure it out as a team. Was that pretty much the way they were able to get over with the offensive rebounding? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think defensively we played well. I think they only shot 42%. Um, that's what we want to keep teams in that range. But uh, like I said, you know, they were throwing it up on the glass. We were contesting shots, doing well um, in our half-court defense. But, you know, they were, they were getting on that glass pretty pretty tough on us. So it's a team thing. We all got a gang rebound. Um, I know a couple times for me for a fact that I didn't get down there fast enough. And they got some, some tough, long offensive rebounds that we should have got. Uh, Lowry and DeRozan, one of the more explosive backcourts in the league. How do you mm-hmm. think you guys did uh, limiting them tonight? Uh, 
I mean, DeRozan had a big night, but, you know, he takes a lot of shots. Um, I think uh, Eric and, and those guys did a good job of contesting them. But I think he, uh, you know, just made some tough shots down the stretch, man. That's what he does. So, you know, as long as we're contesting shots, you know, we, we can't, we can't, you know, worry about, you know, whether they go in or not. We did our job. But at the same time, we didn't get the offensive rebounds when he, the times that he, him and Lowry did miss. But I think we challenged them. You know, we, we didn't let them do what they wanted to do. But, uh, you know, overall, they, they sent everybody to the offensive glass. So we just got to – that was the thing we had to sure up tonight. We, we couldn't get it done down the stretch. Now, next up, you guys get ready to go to Atlanta and get a chance to watch this one way pretty fast. First game of a back-to-back. Um, what are your prospects in Atlanta? What do you think about that that game? Um, they're going to play hard. You know, these East Coast teams are, are, are down the stretch trying to play well going into the playoffs. So we got to understand that. Um, Jeff T playing at a high level. Um, obviously, they got shooters everywhere. We got to keep guys off the glass. And uh, same thing tonight, make it tough for them, take them out of spots that they want to score and try to move the guys off their spots where they feel comfortable. And um, same thing, we just got to get back in the gym tomorrow, watch the film, and uh, get back to work. All right, so the Pelicans were on the practice floor earlier today across the parking lot here from Studio B. They're in preparations for the Atlanta Hawks. They're traveling to Atlanta today. And then tonight, don't forget at 8 o'clock, at uh, 8 Central, that is, the Monty Williams Show. That's yours on 105.3 WWL-FM. Still to come, Curtis Axel, WWE wrestler with Daniel Salerson. But up next, we'll talk uh, NCAA tournament and guys to watch with regard to futures in the NBA with Mark Spears of Yahoo Sports right after this. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. SiriusXM subscribers now have a place to talk NBA 24-7. SiriusXM NBA Radio. To the lane, lays it up, he lays it up! With experts like Steve Kerr, Kenny Smith, Lionel Holland, Sam Mitchell, Jerry Stackhouse, and many more. Plus, guest appearances by NBA players, coaches, and GMs. Get closer to this. LeBron to the rim with a two-hand jam. And this. Direct, page and fires the rainbow 18-foot jumper is a thing of beauty. By listening to SiriusXM NBA Radio. Channel 217. And the SiriusXM app. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, probably uh, by now, as most of you are listening to uh, the Black and Blue Report, you've already handed in your brackets. So the next thing to do is watch your bracket go into the waste can, uh, but also watch the tournament with a keen eye at individual players who might translate to the NBA game. At least that's what I'll be doing over the next couple of weeks. That's probably my favorite part of watching the NCAA tournament these days. And with that, we bring in a son of New Orleans and and an FOP, friend of the program. Uh, That's Mark J. Spears of Yahoo Sports. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Man, I need this kid MB to get healthy, man. They say say one to two games. Are the Jayhawks going to make it through the first two rounds to get that kid back in there? I think so, man. You've got KU winning the whole thing. <laughs> I got a lot riding on that kid coming back. I was squeezing uh, Ben McLemore, who, um, you know, I was, he used to 
played for Kansas and now plays for the Kings. I'm like, man, what do you know? Have you talked to him? Have you talked to him? He's like, yeah, I text him, but I haven't asked him about his back. I'm like, come on, man, ask him about his back. <laughs> this is insider trading right here is what it is, Mark. You admit it. And it didn't work. And it didn't work. I cheated, though, man. Well, what did you do? I called an NBA scout who cover co- covers colleges. That's not cheating. Final Four was. That, no, that's not cheating. That's just that's using resources. That's just like the guy who goes on to the web and takes Jay Billis's bracket and just copies that and says, "Here's my bracket." That's just it's just legal plagiarism, I guess. <laughs> so, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. You know, I, I you know you're just using your resources. It's True. it's no different than somebody who says I've watched every team this year. You know, that's impossible. But you know, you know I mean, what I'm I saying. I figured he he was high on um, Creighton. Well, I it's hard. It's hard. It, yeah, it's hard to deny uh, Doug McDermott, which actually takes us to the next part of our conversation here. Is Doug McDermott a guy worth watching during this tournament and looking at him as a possible NBA prospect? Yes, yes, I have a story. On Yahoo Sports, about the top ten prospects to kind of keep an eye on during the NCAA tournament, and he's number ten. Okay. Um, I saw him over the summer. He was one of two guys. Him and Marcus Smart was also on, on the on the list. Um, they both uh, worked out with USA Basketball last summer, and McDermott played well. He actually played better than I thought he would. And you know, I was, I saw him play at Cal. Last season, and although he had a great game, I just wondered if his athleticism or lack thereof of it um, wouldn't translate well into the NBA. But, I mean, the kid can score. He rebounds. He's tough. Kind of confused as to what position he'll be. But uh, the comparison I got was uh, Wally Zerbiak kind of type player. I, I I think Wally's a little bit more agile than him. You know, probably quicker, but the guy can certainly score and light it up, and, and he has some toughness to him. So, um, basically, the scout was telling me that Creighton has an easy bracket, and they got a horse that they could ride in McDermott. So, he, he thought that they would go pretty far. No doubt. All right. So, McDermott, Marcus Smart. Who else do I need to keep my eye on that I might see making an impact in the MPA? Well, in there's two at Kansas. Joe M B, who, if healthy, I think he'll end up being the number one pick. As great as Jabari Parker of Duke's playing, Jabari Parker is is one B to me. I really love that kid. I, I think he's going to be a great impact, immediate player. Um, also at at Kansas, uh, Andrew Andrew Wiggins, he's going to continue to get better. He he was probably the number one pick going into the season. Sensational young young talent and uh but i think it's going to take probably a year or two to really get him going the way he's projected to go um jabari parker duke has another kid uh last name's hood really really like him um jumps out the gym dunks on people takes the ball off the dribble he's averaging 16 points alongside parker and if if he was somewhere else Imagine what he'd be doing. If you're averaging 16 points alongside Jabari, you must be pretty good. Yeah. Because he's, he's taking the bulk of the shots. Uh, it tells me the kid probably could be averaging in the, in the early to mid-20s somewhere else. Um, 
but those, those are kind of the main guys. I mentioned Marcus Smart. He's somebody that's certainly uh, very, very high on the radar. He, he might have been the number one pick if he left a year ago. I think the incident at Texas Tech, you know, it's not going to – it's going to bring some questions during the pre-draft camp in Chicago, but I, I don't think people are going to hang on it too long. Um, I, I think teams are probably going to say, hey, he kind of got provoked into an uncomfortable situation and glad it didn't go further than that. But but they certainly are going to ask him about his temper. As one scout said, hey, um, if he thinks that being heckled in college is tough, just wait till he gets to the NBA. So, but But I think he'll be a good pro, too. Um, early on, we're going to see some of these uh, lesser-known schools. Will will we have to hurry up and see them because there might be the next Damian Lillard or somebody out there, a small school guy that can make an impact? Um, you know, of the top guys, there's nobody. I don't think there's any top ten picks that are of the small schools. Um, there's nobody that I don't see a CJ. Color, you know, or, or a Lillard this year that really, really stands out. Um, you know, but one guy I'm curious to see is Russ Smith from Louisville. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, last year I liked him, but I thought he was too too offensive minded, and, and he's a phenomenal offensive player. Can score from outside, small, but he'll dunk on you, and, and he's but, you know, he, the question was, can he play the point? And I think this year he's risen his assist to like four, and that may not sound like a lot, but in college, remember, it's it's 40 minutes, and he's one of their main scorers. It's pretty decent to average about four assists a game uh, for, for somebody that's the number one scorer on the team. I think his game will translate well to the NBA. I know he's not a super tall guy, but, I think his athleticism and his, his ability to shoot well will help. And uh, he's a guy, I think, in the NCAA tournament with Louisville, and I expect Louisville to go far. I wouldn't even be surprised if they made it to the championship. He's a guy that I think will will help his stock. Another guy that you certainly know, his name is Glenn Robinson, but Glenn Robinson Jr. plays with Michigan. I, I really like him. Um, I think he's going to be a great, great pro, maybe even a better pro than a than a college player um I, I do think teams seem to be sleeping on him or maybe they're just not really talking about him privately but i because i haven't heard his name too much but i really like his size his his uh the, his ability to do a lot of he could do everything really i don't think there's any major weakness in his game uh i think he'll be a really good small forward in the nba and He's another guy, if he would have left last year, I think would have been drafted high. Mark Spears, NBA writer for Yahoo Sports with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Um, new NBA commissioner Adam Silver has the age entry or the entry age requirement uh, near the top of his list uh, here as he begins his uh, tenure as NBA commissioner. That'll be on my mind, Mark, as I watch the NCAA tournament. Um, a, do you agree with what the commissioner is saying about maybe going to a two-and-through scenario? And uh, B, can he get it done? Well, yes, I do agree with him. It's funny, I had this um, argument or debate with uh, Drew Gooden and Al Harrington two nights ago when Washington was in Sacramento, and we talked about it. And I'm like, 
I'm all for it. And they kind of like looked at me and I'm like, don't you guys see that it would help you out? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I said, like, I said, look at you, Drew. I said, it took you 70% of the season, 70% of the season to pass before somebody signed you. And I said, why? Because everybody's trying these young guys, seeing if they could get a young guy to, to work for them. And, you know, trying these kids that didn't get drafted, that, you know, giving them a chance. I said, if they weren't doing that, they would have brought you in a long time ago. I said, but, you know, you guys are like veteran guys are losing your jobs because they're drafting all these young kids and they got to find a roster spot for them. And they're like, yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that. I said, but, yeah, you guys want to help these young kids out and you're not helping your own self in the process. And then Al Harrington chimed in and said, well, it'd be hypocritical for me. He said, I understand exactly what you're saying. And typically I would be all for it. He said, but the problem is I came out out of high school, so how can I say that? What if So I think the thing is, if they're going to, that's the thing that I haven't heard Adam Silver say, that he needs to privately probably tell these guys, like, look, to the veteran guys, if you want to say you want more longevity in the league, this is going to help you. This is this is going to get you to stick around. But it, more so, I like it for a, a maturity thing. You know, it, it one I think there are some guys that put their name in that shouldn't put their name in, and but pretty much if you stay two years, you know if you're an NBA player or not. Um, It'll bring more mature players into the league, more ready players in the league. And and I also am am thinking long-term, like, you know, most guys aren't in the NBA that long. How many guys that even played in the NBA did more than a cup of coffee? I would much rather have a guy come in with at least two years of school under his belt. And that way, if it doesn't work out, he's not that far away from graduating. But if you know, and if if there's that kid that just like, look, man, I don't, I don't want to go to school. It's not for me. Then let him play in the D League for two years. I agree. You know, I mean, you're not saying you can't come to the league. You're just saying go to the minor league first. Well, yeah, and 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 maybe we split the difference here. I, you know what I love, Mark? I love the way baseball does it. Yeah. Baseball says if you want to come out and go into the draft after high school, you're more than welcome. But yeah. if you choose otherwise, you're not eligible for the draft again until you're either junior year, eligibility-wise, or 20 yeah. years of age. So I think you satisfy both const- uh, um, constituencies with that. Yeah. So that way you could say, hey, you could, you could come to the league, mm-hmm. play in the D League, develop there for two years, and then go into the draft. Yes. Yes. And maybe what they do is – see, I, I think the NBA really needs to push every team to get their own D-League team. Make it make it 30, 30 teams. And if you got some young stars that are playing there for two years, it's going to bring more revenue. It's going to bring more excitement into the league. And then they could – you know, I, I talked to one owner about it, and he said, you know, you could, we could probably raise salaries a little bit in the D-League to make it better. Because ultimately, I think a lot of these these guys would rather play in the D-League than go overseas anyways. 
you know, if if the salary's cool, um, if you know, if they if they're getting fifty thousand, maybe they might be more inclined to stick around. I agree. So if I the agree. product's better, they could probably raise the salaries. Um, but that's what I what I think they should do is go with the hey, you can come out of high school, but you're gonna have to go to the D League for two years and then you can enter the draft. The other thing the commissioner's brought up here recently is logos on jerseys, and we're almost out of time here, but I'm curious. Are you cool with that? Oh, you know what? They did it, and I don't know if you paid attention to it, but they did it in the All-Star weekend. Not not in the game, per se, but I think there were some of the contests, and I know in the D-League All-Star game, they had, like, say, a, you know, like where the NBA logo is? Yep. Up on the, uh, how would I describe that part of the jersey, the shoulder part of the jersey, yes, right? Yes, yes. I don't think there's any problems with put, putting a, a logo there. I don't think it's going to be like European or like soccer where it says Burger King on there, you know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be like that or in the WNBA you're seeing that. Um, but I do think you're going to see it's going to start with having a logo of some sort on on the top of the you know the shoulder part of the jersey, and I I don't see that being a, a big big problem if they do it like that. I, I don't see it being radical. I think it's going to be more of a small thing, like just a logo on the on the shoulder. Yeah, they're saying two and a half by two and a half inches, and we're already seeing it on a lot of the practice jerseys as it is right now. So. I don't, I don't think, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, we've, of course, we've eaten up all the time and then some. I was going to ask you about Phil know, Jackson man, and everything else. but about uh, whatever for the yeah. first 15 minutes, man, my bad. No, no, it's okay. It's all good. It, this is what I, this is what I like when you come on. We We haven't. Um, hey, uh, they did a great job. Y'all did a great job. All-Star Weekend, man. Well, really I appreciate that. I, 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 and I'm saying that like I put it on. I'm just saying the city of New Orleans, I thought, did all right. And, uh, I mean, the show, the halftime show, I mean, everything. It was. I apologize for Vanilla Ice coming in. I don't know where that came from. I think the dunk contest, the NBA, and and Turner messed that up. Uh, it should just be simple. But other than, but that wasn't New Orleans' fault. But other than that, it was a great, great weekend. I have sources sources close to the program, Mark, that say the commissioner, the new commissioner, was livid over how the dunk contest went. Livid. So he didn't know that going in. I, I I guess he didn't, or he thought, or they sold him otherwise, and when he saw it, he uh, he was not happy. So I would not expect that format to continue by any means. So we'll we'll leave it at that. It would have been really good if they just, you know, kept it simple. Well, I agree, and I thought a couple of the dunks were creative and whatnot, but this whole team format and this hey. freestyle thing was just nuts. It was silly. Real, real quick, for those that saw it, there was a great dunk contest the day before at the convention center yeah. with the D-League. It was. the old school format. It was the old school format, and it was really good. You're right about that. You're right about that. Uh, all, all right, right since, since we didn't talk about the Pelicans, quick question. Uh, somebody said, I think it was Steve Kerr said the other day, that Anthony Davis is now the third best player in the NBA. Yay, nay, what do you think? No. No, all right. He's great. Yep. He's one of the best young players in the NBA. But, uh... I think you can make an argument for top ten. I don't think that's a put down. No, I don't think so either, and I think that's probably fair at this point. you got to be in the playoffs to me. Okay, that's, all that's right. Not totally, that's not all his fault, but to me that's where you become a more elite player. That's like why I've been put – Paul George has been to the playoffs, yep. but until you have elite moments in the postseason, 
season, it's hard to put me put somebody in the top five. I, I think okay, I'm I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll agree on that one. But but you know, if I had to pick ten guys, yeah, you're putting them in there. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um. Hey, enjoy the rest of the regular season. I think we, there's still some storylines to flesh out. And then how about we touch base as we get ready for the playoffs? Is that cool? Man, of course. Of course. New Orleans Sun and uh, our guy, NBA writer for Yahoo Sports, Mark Spears, with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Let's see what else we got. We've got a couple more things to cover on today's show. We'll do that right after this. Every year, people whose statistics say would die from a serious health problem come to auctioner and live. To us, nothing proves quality more than saving a life no one else could. In fact, on average, statistics say patients who come here are more likely to survive than at other hospitals in the state. Incredible outcomes aren't just happening at one hospital either. Seven of the top hospitals in the state for survival rates are auctioner. We're also Louisiana's only hospital ranked by U.S. News and World Report in eight different specialties and number one in the country by care checks for liver transplant. It's no wonder people from all over the world come here. A higher quality of care, one more reason to choose auctioner. And with hospitals and health centers all over the region, connecting is as easy as finding the auctioner name. Learn more about why quality matters at auctionerquality.org. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. For our next guest, it's only fitting that our show is called the Black and Blue Report because most of his opponents end up like that after a match. He is a former WWE Tag Team and Intercontinental Champion and current WWE Superstar Curtis Axel joins us on the phone. Curtis, thanks for calling in. <laughs> Good segue, man. Thanks for having yeah. me. This is going to be awesome. No problem. Now, uh, not too long ago, we had WWE Diva Natalia on, and the one thing that you both have in common is that you're both third-generation wrestlers. Your dad is in the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, Mr. Perfect. Uh, what was it like growing up in a family full of wrestlers? Uh, it's, it's, it was cool, man. You know, I uh, I was just talking to another gentleman, and I told him uh, I got to bring my son this week, actually, on the road with me just to, just to experience it. And the look on his face was priceless every second of the day, you know. Um, I uh, I actually went to go check on him. I you know put him down in front of this monitor when I have to go wrestle and and do what I have to do through the day. And I go to peek in and check on, make sure he's doing okay. And I look, and he's sitting next to the Undertaker. <laughs> and I you know what what little kid on earth wouldn't think that was so that would be so cool to do? You know to be able to sit there and and conversate with these guys who. We're most kids' heroes, you know. That right. it's pretty cool when you sit, sit back and think about it. And that's what I did, you know. I grew up doing the same thing, you know, and um, you know, going to meet Hulk Hogan at a young age, and sitting he's sitting there next to Coco Beware, and and I grew up with like uh, guys like Big Boss Man and Rick Rude, you know, who were pretty much my uncles who helped raise me and all that kind of stuff. So at the time, I didn't think about anything of it, but uh, now you look back and, and sit from a of a, an average kid perspective, how cool that really actually is, you know. So it's it's pretty it was it's pretty cool, you know, growing up in that system. Since you grew up around all those wrestlers, did you know at a young age that you wanted to do the same thing your father did? I did, man. I always wanted to do it. You know, I always wanted to. I just felt like yeah, I was destined to do it anyway. You know, I get my grandfather, my my dad was a wrestler. I just felt like that was that was me. Um, you know, my dad never really wanted me to do it, but. Um, I always thought that, you know, it's always been a dream of mine to just 
you know, the, oh man, I can just picture myself walking down to that ring and all that kind of stuff. So it's something I always wanted to do, and uh, I just felt like that that was my thing. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, I'm living it, so it's 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 great. Now you'll be walking down the ring during WrestleMania 30, part of a really cool match, the first ever Andre the Giant 30-man Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, how cool is it to be competing in uh, something like this in honor of Andre the Giant? Dude, not to only compete in WrestleMania, but to compete in something honoring Andre the Giant like this. You know, I have a picture, actually, that uh, I, I just put on, on Twitter a few days ago with, with me and my family with Andre the Giant. So Andre the Giant once held me in the palm of his hand, like just held me there in this big bear paw. And can you imagine what it's going to be like if I get to hold Andre the Giant's trophy <laughs> in my hand? I mean, it's, it's great. So uh, I'm really looking forward to this. And hopefully this continues like an annual thing that they do to, to, to keep Andre's memory alive. And, and it, it's, it's, a, it's a cool thing, and I'm glad I'm a part of it. Now, will this be your first WrestleMania appearance? This will be my first WrestleMania. I'm, I'm I'm so excited, man! I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, just uh, they, I mean, of course, everyone calls it the Super Bowl of wrestling. Thousands in attendance. You have millions watching at home. Just the atmosphere you expect it to be like when you walk down the ring uh, to compete in the 30-man Battle Royal. Dude, that's that is what I'm looking for. That's the WrestleMania. I just to be in there and walk down the aisle, and look around at at 80,000 plus. You know, like that experience alone. I, I've dreamed about it, and I just wanted, I cannot wait for that moment. I'm, I'm so excited about it. Just see, right now, I'm getting goosebumps even <laughs> talking about it, you know, like, just to live that moment, man, oh, I can't wait. This will be my first uh, appearance at WWE. Um, uh, WrestleMania, I got tickets, so I'm very excited, and I think I'll feel not as nervous as you will, but I think it'll be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> in New Orleans, of course, uh, the first ever WrestleMania in New Orleans. Uh, what do you like about this city? What do you like about New Orleans? Dude, what's not to like? I love it, man. I've, I've gone down there. Actually, I uh, I got to spend a whole. Uh, I was training uh, with The Rock down there. I got it was me and another uh, another guy. We we're getting them uh, ready for his WrestleMania. So we went down there and trained and all that kind of stuff with him. And we got to spend the nights down in, in New Orleans. So I mean, it's great, man. Like you got Bourbon Street, but other than that, you got there's endless things to do down there, and it's a great city, and it's going to be good for the city. And good for WrestleMania just to be down there and to be a huge party, I'd say. Now, uh, switching gears a little bit of football, I hear you're a, a big football fan. You've uh, won some fantasy football leagues in, in the WWE. Uh, what is, first, what's your favorite team? Keep in mind you're on a New Orleans Saints podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> so so don't pick anyone in the division, correct? Correct. <laughs> no, uh, unfortunately, I'm, a, I'm from Minnesota, and unfortunately, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan. Uh, look, hopefully we get this, uh, this new coach turns our, uh, turns our game around here and, uh, we get going, but, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm a huge football fan. I, I'm a two time, uh, fantasy football, WWE fantasy football winner. Um, you know, we got a few of the guys that we got a 10 man league up here. So I won that a couple times, but yeah, I'm huge, huge, huge football fan. I, I feel really bad for the saints. You know, I, I wish, uh, Sproles would have stuck around. He's a, good fit for that system, you know, and, and helping out Drew Brees on the checkdowns. But uh, I don't know, man. I Hopefully they get their game turned around. I'm a huge Saints fan, by the way. Okay. I've always, always have been. Um, but I don't know, man. I can't. I don't know why uh, they got rid of Sproles and why he's on the Eagles and doesn't seem to work. I don't know it's gonna affect, how it's going to affect uh, Shady McCoy down there. But um, 
Yeah, man. Hopefully the Eagles or uh, the Saints turn their game around too. Man, they got a high-powered offense. It sounds like, from what I read, that they want to go back to this conservative game, which wouldn't work with you. Got a you got a stud and Drew Brees. You know, you can't right. slow him down. So um, I'm looking forward to the next season. I'm a huge football fan, and and it, it seems to go by way too fast. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully this this season catches up with us, and we can start football again soon. Is there a lot of trash talking going on behind these fantasy football leagues with all the wrestlers and the, and do you always Dude, talk about that? <laughs> you don't even know, you know. Uh, I'm a I, Miz. Me and Miz go back and we do this radio show together. Yeah. And uh, we go back and forth nonstop. You know, he he likes to talk and run his mouth, but he can't back it up. You know, I always seem to to out uh, outsmart him when it comes to fantasy football, but. You know, there's big time trash talk, you know, on this, this show and, and the magazines and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's starting to get more and more competitive. More guys are participating. And uh, Wade Barrett just entered last season. He's getting the he knows football now, and and uh, you know he got some guys in, in there in the locker room. It's, it gets pretty deep, man. So it's uh it's it's, it's cool. Well, hopefully uh, in this year's draft, you can pick up Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham, and uh, win yourself a third title there uh, and trash talk oh, to I all the other that. WWE wrestlers. <laughs> what a great combination that would be. I love that. Absolutely. That's WWE superstar Curtis Axel, and you can watch him in the Andre the Giant Memorial, Memorial Battle Royal Tournament on Sunday, April 6th during WrestleMania 30. Uh, Curtis, I can't wait to, to go to WrestleMania 30, and I'm sure you can't wait to compete. And uh, Curtis, thanks for the time here on the Black and Blue Report. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, have fun at WrestleMania, man. It's going to be a sweet week. I will. I'm very, very excited. Of course, WrestleMania 30 comes your way here in New Orleans in April at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. I think there are, yes, there are still tickets available for that event and the uh, Raw event, which is on the Monday night following that weekend. They're going to make it quite an extravaganza over there at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome and the Smoothie King Center. We'll wrap up today's Black and Blue Report right after this. I'm Pelicans forward Jason Smith. Every day, one in six Louisiana households are at risk of hunger. I'm attorney Morris Spark, and every day, Second Harvest Food Bank helps thousands of our local neighbors in need. That's why I'm teaming up with the New Orleans Pelicans to ask you to join us in the fight against hunger. Text the word Pelicans to 80088 to join the Second Harvest family, and you will also have a chance to win autographed Pelicans gear, floor seats to a game, and much more. Join us because together we can solve hunger. All-star Anthony Davis and the Pelicans host some of the NBA's most exciting teams during this March homestand at the Smoothie King Center. Don't miss your only chance to see the NBA defending champion Miami Heat this Saturday night at 7 p.m. The Brooklyn Nets visit on Monday the 24th, followed by the L.A. Clippers on Wednesday the 26th and the Utah Jazz on Friday the 28th. Tickets for these all-star packed games are as low as $11. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get yours today. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, I wonder how things are going in the Brian Roberts household today. Of course, Ohio State playing Dayton today in the NCAA tournament. I don't want to ruin it for anybody on how this goes or what time you're listening, but just remember what we heard on Black and Blue Report earlier this week. Roberts, who played at Dayton, is married to an Ohio State alum. And so they went head-to-head today in a house divided. Uh, so I'm curious as to... What Brian will have to say about how all this went down uh, later on when I see him as we uh, reconvene in Atlanta. Tomorrow night's game is at 6.30 Central, by the way. Pelicans and Hawks. 
We'll have it for you on the Pelicans Radio Network. Tonight at 8, another reminder, the Monty Williams Show on 105.3 WWL-FM. Tomorrow, uh, Michael Wallace, ESPN.com, previewing Saturday night's home game against the Miami Heat. We'll also hopefully uh, visit with Zach Streif. He is scheduled to appear on tomorrow's Black and Blue Report. And we'll have uh, lots of Monty Williams for you to wrap up the uh, work week for the Pels as well. Our thanks today to uh, Mr. Axel from the WWE, Mark Spears from the uh, Yahoo Sports uh, NBA domain, and uh, John DeShazer and Daniel Salerson for helping us wrap up our coverage of last night's Pelicans Raptors ball game at the Smoothie King Center. Enjoy all the basketball today. Enjoy the first day of spring. Uh, those of you listening to the uh, podcast today in the uh, Deep South, especially around the New Orleans Metro, good weather. Finally, feels like spring, to say the least. Don't forget you can get this program, this podcast, on either NewOrleansSaints.com or Pelicans.com. Certainly yours on the two-team apps and still free on iTunes. On Twitter, it's at BlackBlueReport. I'm at Sean Kelly Live. And we bid you adieu from our Studio B facilities on Airline Drive. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.